And we are now live. Yeah. Sweet. Nice. We're going to start the show with our um, welcome, song. Internet. Oh, you know what? <laughs> hey, Shilla, I hope we're in tune. We're not professional singers, so it's maybe okay. you could help us out on that side. But we sound happy and we love what we do and we try to convey it in our the beginning. So if you get earache, it's understandable because you're a professional and we're not. Okay, right. Yank. Let's take it away. I can't stand it anymore. Hey, everybody. Here we go. We're going to kick off a new episode of Classic Rock Battles, The Limey and the Yank with our special guest, Shimmer Johnson. And we can't do that without first playing our theme. Here you go. The Limey and the Yank are going to rock your day All the way from England to the USA The great song they made from yesterday and today the Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your way Spreading the love, spreading the joy With the music we play We are so thrilled and excited today, folks. I had to take a deep breath then because this lady, this young lady, which we're going to interview is... I'm a fan already, and I've listened to quite a few of the songs. She is absolutely amazing. Uh, Shimmer Johnson. Hey. How are you doing? Hey, Shimmer. We're glad to have you here today. Thanks for having me. I'm all awake, and, and it's Sunday, so that's good. <laughs> that's right. We're two hours behind, just like the Yankees, two hours behind. So we'll get along fine, you know what I mean? <laughs> no one to cut each one of us off okay but we'll carry on and you're always welcome to jump in but just be sure to stop him a lot more than you stop me Maybe all right my favorites <laughs> look it's, it's your turn to talk so i'm not gonna take over like we sometimes like some people americans get a bit pushy you know what i mean my canadian no. my canadian cousin salute I kind of oh, float between both, right? So Canadian and American. So <laughs> got the best of both worlds now. Now you got a piece of the limey land. And yep. I'm here. So you've got all three now. And I'm so excited. But please carry on, Mr. Yank. You betcha. So as we mentioned before, this is Michelle Johnson, aka Shimmer, a multi-talented singer who is currently as the name of Michelle, the vocalist for Circle the Wolves. Yes. Circle the Wolves is a relatively new metal band, and they've got a great cover of Unwanted by Avril Lavigne, and they just released their single State of Mind this week. We did. And Congratulations. Super, yeah, we're super excited about State of Mind. It's one of our most commercial tunes that we got, and I just love it. It's one of my faves from circle the wolves so it's on the website it's on their youtube channel as well yes we did a, a quick music video for it and we did one for unwanted as well so speaking of unwanted i actually did bring a little bit of unwanted to play for our listeners um okay. can we go ahead and do that sure awesome here we go this is unwanted an avril lavigne cover see if you recognize it <laughs> amazing
That is so cool. Remind me as to talk. (laughs) Stop talking, Yank. This is my view. But I feel like I'm at OzFest. I'm on the main stage, and I've shifted from the second stage to main stage, and Lacuna Coil just warmed up for Circle the Wolves, and here comes (laughs) Unwanted. It was awesome. I would totally be fine with the just with me <laughs> warming up for Hakuna Coil. So you that would, that would work too. Listen, Yank, it's my, I, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, because without music, I don't know where I'd be in my life, you know? <laughs> me neither. I fell in love with it since I was four, three years old since I, and me it's, too. It's, it's, when I heard it, I mean, the first time you hear a song, it's like first love. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. describe it. You look at something and you go, it's amazing. That's the way I feel. I mean that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It, it's <laughs> it, it just, it's going to be a, a mind-blowing, massive, huge hit in my book. And the line isn't normally wrong like sometimes the uh, Yankees. So I'm not going <laughs> to st- I'm not going to carry on talking because I'll get in trouble because, look, he's jumping up and down with his big flag <laughs> and his big – no, you don't have anything else bigger. That's okay. Go ahead. It's My enormous turn. head. <laughs> yes, because right. I, I want to ask questions, and I okay. got this one because we divvied them up um, so that we could share, but mine would be cooler. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, just walk us through your career real quick. You mentioned as a, as a young age, music really grabbing you, but what made you say, I can do that and want to become a musician? I don't know. It's kind of been my thing my entire life. Like I said, growing up three, four years old, I was singing country music with my father, Aaron Rogers, and uh, we used to get together in our living room, my bre- my three brothers and me and my mom, and we'd all sing Tanya Tucker and stuff like that. It's a heartache. I still have a audio thing of me singing it when I was like three. So, wow. um, I wish so, we had a copy of that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that would be so awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, so I've been singing since I was a little, little, and I then, um, it. I grew up in, when my mom and dad split up when I was around three, four, we moved back to Canada. And um, basically my mom, I, I grew up in, and in not, we weren't very wealthy at all. So when I was like 12, 13, I started uh, just performing in any type of showcases or, you know, contests, you name it, I would, I'd be in it. I even got a job doing telemarketing so I could afford enough money to learn how to breathe properly because I always wanted to sing. And my issue was I wanted to be able to hold a note for 30 seconds because I wanted to be able to sing Mariah Carey's Without You. So I got a job at 12 and my first paycheck went to two singing lessons. (laughs) And, uh, and I just wanted to learn how to breathe properly. The singing was the issue, but I, the breathing was because I really wanted to sing without you on for this competition. So I, I don't even remember my teacher's name. How horrible is that? (laughs) And basically, yeah, she taught me um, how to use my diaphragm. You know, it was two hours of diaphragm training pretty much is what I bought myself. And I just learned from there because back then there was no YouTube to go on and go, how do you 
you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it just didn't, you didn't exist. Have like that, that, did you? Maybe and so, yeah, and then I home. went and did the competition. I think I placed second, and I held it for like 28 seconds, that note, at 12. Awesome. And then in my teenage years, I just kept on singing. At 18, I started doing cover bands. So I was in this band called Rainbow Graffiti. That's what we ended up calling ourselves. They wanted <laughs> I love to, They wanted us, they wanted the original name they wanted it to be the money shot i'm like no, no i'm gonna be the lead singer of the money shot it's not happening i was 18 so uh yeah basically did that for a bit at 21 i started um writing original music because i met my my husband slash producer slash co-writer at 21 and he actually came out to one of my karaoke shows because i dj'd and uh, it was back then when MSN still where you could see everybody's email addresses. So I had a new show. So I spent literally like almost three and a half hours emailing everybody in Edmonton that I could come to a karaoke show. And the only person that came was my, my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he wasn't my husband back then. I didn't know him. But the one person that meant the most. <laughs> yeah, he came to my karaoke show and nobody showed up. I think there was like <laughs> 10 people there. And um, karaoke, you're way above and yeah. beyond that superstar. For, but like, you know years. what? All those experiences and what you did, you put them all together and you put them, and this is where you are now. Yeah. But, and, but gonna, you know what's really, you know what's really, really funny though about that karaoke thing? As he invited me to come to his recording studio <laughs> after and it was like two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, creepy guy. I'm not going to his recording studio two o'clock Shimmer. in the morning. You and I'm like, I'll, the karaoke I'm like, I'll just so take your great. phone number and I'll call you tomorrow and I'll come to your studio <laughs> during the day because I'm not going at two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But and, that's um, what you're saying to us, though, right? The, the karaoke was so fantastic. He, you blew him away just on karaoke. Imagine yeah. what this lady can sound like if we had everything. You know? <laughs> and then I ended up going the next day and he's like, I honestly didn't think you were going to call, call and come. Because <laughs> he, he was giving the creepy vibe at the time. Karaoke, because I was like, yeah. It was, There's no, also I, something about the 2 a.m. thing. You've just done yeah, the show. It was the, so. it was the yeah, 2 a.m. thing completely. Let's have some like, decompressed time and then let's revisit this. <laughs> <laughs> but we ended up uh, going into the studio and we wrote our first song waiting and we surprisingly wrote it really fast. And from there on, we, we wrote an entire album in two weeks. Wow. That's stuff. It's something we never, like we released some, some of it when we went to New York and performed some of it, but it was more up of a pop country type vibe at the oh, beginning or that. a contemporary pop type vibe. Yeah. At the and yeah, we just we wrote so much music, and then after about six months, we started dating, and then oh, but the music brought you in and made you even more connect. Yeah, together, you just become my best friend, and it worked out. That's wonderful. Hey, I feel the same way about my my spouse, my lovely wife. (laughs) You know, and it's great in the sense that you you both are in the same business. 
But when you that unite, doesn't always work, but yep. <laughs> when you can unite and make each other so much greater than what you think you could get. Well, to. my 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 uh, my producer slash significant other, he uh, he absolutely can't sing. He can hit the notes, but he just doesn't sound good doing it. So, but he well, plays you everything. Know your limitations, though, right? Yeah, but he plays everything: guitar, drums, bass, and he's a really great producer. So, oh, very so that's cool. All, that's all that it. And takes. he's the one that does all the producing and uh, for Circle the Wolves. So, it's all Are him. You telling from me, I've <laughs> seen all the producers' shows and biographies <laughs> and everything. I've listened and I've listened to you guys. And you just all connect and you yeah. don't overthrow each other. The rhythmatic, the rhythm, yeah. the ba- the you and how it comes out. Oh, yeah. My drummer, oh. Heath Runko, is just, he's, he's amazing. Oh, he blows me away. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, and, the and he's a boxer too. He's like awesome. Oh, wow. I'm like, he's a boxer, and I'm like, please don't hurt your hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get, you tell Keep him those fully gloved. Yeah. <laughs> if he's yeah. left-handed, then he's in trouble, because I know he is a, you got to be a little bit left-handed to be a great drummer, or yeah, you, you're awesome. too rhythmic. you got to put, just like singing, it's an <laughs> instrument, and if you don't put who you are, whether you're Bonham, Phil Collins, yeah, whatever, Whoever's playing the drums, Chrissy Hines, I think, plays the drums too. And she's amazing, you yeah. know? So what I'm saying, if you put it and you've got that rhythm, you know you've got it, you exactly. know? Yep. A machine is one yeah. thing, but when you put the each member of the band and they can give the heart and soul and go, yeah, that's what I want. We all And we all agree. And you put it together in a layer cake and you go, this is the best we've done. This is it. Take it. That's it. You said, you told me you're a perfectionist. Yeah, I am. Thank goodness I'm married to a doctor because I learn more, you know, <laughs> I'm the crazy. Igloo. But anyway, that's great. But all perfectionists, we come to that. Don't do anything else. It's great. Just leave it. But how about, <laughs> no, I like, everybody likes it. Let's leave it alone. And you can mess with perfection too, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I just, I just am very, I have to have a specific sound and my voice has to be pristine before I release anything. I don't release anything that sounds demo-ish ever. So it's either done or it's never heard. <laughs> and I'd That's like to point out for just so a moment, great. for those, for those of you who don't really know a lot about the music industry that's one thing that people need to understand is that when you're in the studio and you're recording you have a chance to do that perfect recording you do retakes maybe you put multiple takes together to patch it in and and make something clean and so when someone's hanging around singing in the shower they have to understand and give themselves a little credit and say look this isn't the same thing so you won't sound like that perfect singer there there's a little bit of studio polish that goes into that yeah, there's always a little bit of studio polish, especially nowadays. So that's and why a lot of studio on the radio work, is sure. in perfect pitch. Back in the 80s, it wasn't, right? You could hear when the uh, artists were off key or they would try to get it as close as they could. And lots of the 80s rock and stuff. There's lots of bad notes. Um, yeah. 
in, in lots of those recordings that are still being played today, but we don't care because they're awesome. But exactly. nowadays, everybody's kind of a perfectionist and they want it to be like perfect. And then uh, they'll get bashed on YouTube and stuff when they start singing live because you're never going to sound exactly like you're recording in the studio. I mean, I try to. I, I sound pretty close. I almost sound like my CD when I perform mm-hmm. live. And that's how I prefer it. Cause it's like I said, I'm a perfectionist and I get mad at myself when I go off key on stage. And if I can't hear, I get frustrated. I think if it still comes from the heart, the performance, I think you're fine. That's my opinion. Cause yeah. the audience feels. They're feels more, audience too. is more forgiving for live. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they understand it's not total because it can't be total because you're not just the song. You're the song with, like I say, the whole package deal, the show, the outfits, the presentation, the whole ball of wax, the lighting, the performance. Yeah, we try to do a big giant show. We have LED walls. At all that's what, oh, that's so what cool. We, see, yeah. I think that's amazing. Play the music videos in behind me while I'm singing. Oh, so when I do Unwanted, the Unwanted video plays when I do State of Mind, State of Mind video. Plays. Oh, that has to be wild because I know there's and that point the in the video where it all flips and it's upside down. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, the lyrics come up, too, when we do live. So everybody that doesn't know the music yet because we're still new can oh, sing cool. along. Yeah. But when we yeah. see the videos, how spectacular and how they connect with the music, we see both. Yeah. Just like I say, like MTV, we see both and we want more of that. You know, it's more than a song. It's like the whole package deal <laughs> of uh, Circle the Wolves. It, it, it's the whole package deal. And you've got that. I think I listen to them individually, what they're playing. I can't write down everything, but yeah. it's just, I don't know. You can call it magic. I don't know. That sprinkle <laughs> of fairy dust with, with a film. They've done everything. Then that's all we can do. Let's do it. When that well, magic happens. Well, music videos, I've been doing them myself. I, I own a full production company here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Wow. So I have all the music, all the stuff to do music videos. Again, I'm a perfectionist, so I never let my co-writer help me with it because then I just feel dumb when I'm performing. <laughs> no, but you can never feel that So way. I do it myself right here. I shot Unwanted right here with this black background. And well, That's I- amazing. I had no idea you were doing the video here, too, because it really does oh, yeah. look like you had someone professionally, you know, set all that up. No. And that's a skill. Well, that's it's a black Well, she one. did. It was her. She's all about professional. She's amazing. <laughs> What else can then, I expect? You yeah, can tell me anything. The, you could say you were in Hollywood. I don't care. It's absolutely amazing what you're and then, doing. Well, what's but it really reflects cool. you. It reflects you, your music. <laughs> and when you do that video, what were you trying to say, saying, Steve? Yeah. Hold on a sec. What were you trying to say? I said, usually I'll, I'll sing the, the song like four or five times in different sections so that I have lots of video to play with. And then I use Adobe to put everything together and I use stock video and I find, and I try to build a video with a story kind of, and Mm -hmm. I'll put, I'll superimpose me in it and use different types of things. And that's what I did for the state of mind. And we just, I just did funky different uh, 
versions of uh, me singing behind this black background. So I noticed that because some of the backgrounds you had were interesting looking and I looked at it and I'm like, that looks like a science fiction futuristic city just faintly behind (laughs) you. I was like, I wanted that. I wanted that look. So I found it for unwanted and I'm like, yeah, they look like they're all. Yeah. So I I used that video and I just try to be as creative as I can with the stock video that I use. And yeah. Very cool. You know, I don't think we're going to get much done today. I am like, you put me in awe. I could like sit and listen to you all day. Not talking about you, Yank. Well, we do want to spend some time letting Shimmer tell us some of her favorite artists. But before we do, because we've talked about you began singing country and you've done pop and other things, I want to point that out too and share like another example of a song that you've done that's not metal. And it's your cover of Toy Soldiers, Martika. Yeah. I did Toy Soldiers with my good friend, uh, Michael J out of LA, soon Nashville, because he's moving. But I met him back in 2018, I believe. I went down to LA for an event off of Reverb Nation. I won this thing that said, come to this event and there's lots of speakers and whatever. So I went there and I showed up and it was in this like crappy little lounge. (laughs) And uh, me and my uh, my uh, significant other were like, okay, this is going to be dumb. So, but we're like, well, we already paid for it. We're here. We're in LA for a week. So we're going to do it for the three days. I don't care if it's dumb or not. We're going to do it. And we went upstairs and we were the first people there. And there was a uh, one writer, one, one speaker goes up and they were cool. And then all of a sudden Michael J went up, he was one of the one, one of the speakers. And then he talked about toy soldiers and I was like, Oh my God, that's really cool. I've always loved that song. I was actually opening up for glass tiger in Alberta and oh, cool. I was doing a full 80s set cover and toy soldiers was one of my songs. So I had a reason to go up and talk to Michael J after he was done talking. And then after Michael J like, the bass player um, and a whole bunch of other ones from earth, wind and fire started coming up on stage and talking. I'm like, okay, this is cool. There was like only 20 or 25 of us there. And there was like actual really awesome people that have done some amazing things in the music industry. And so after they took a break, I went up and talked to Michael and I was like, you know, I'm going to be singing your song in Alberta. I'm opening up for glass tiger. And he's like, well, send me the video. And then uh, I'm like, cool. And he gave me his card. And then I sat back down and I immediately emailed him, don't break me and get away, which is my oh, contemporary cool. stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, these are some of my styles of songwriting. Cause I wanted to work with them. Yeah. And um, two days later, I, I left to go back to Canada and we flew back. And then Michael Jake called and he's like, I really love your songwriting. I haven't heard anybody write like you in a really long time. Are you still in LA? I'm like, no, I'm not in LA, but I can fly back. He's like, okay, when can you be here? I'm like, I can be there in two days. And he's like, okay, cool. And then, yeah, I ended up flying back to LA and going to Michael J's house. And we wrote a song called Breakaway, which I'm going to be releasing uh, this year sometime as soon as I finish it. Yeah. And since then we've been really good friends. We, I, I write with them every time I go to LA when I, if he's available and yeah, so it's, and what's really funny with the toy soldiers thing is I had already did the cover of it. I just had never sent it to him. And when I called him, I was, I was like, I really want to do a song of yours. He's like, I'm like, you know, can we write one together for my inner me album? 
And he's like, you should just do a cover of Toy Soldiers. And I started laughing. I'm like, I already did one. I just didn't send it to you. He's like, what? He's like, send it to me. I want to hear it. And then, I, yeah, I sent it to him and he's like, oh my God, you, you have to release that and whatever. And I ended up releasing that song on the Inner Me album. And he sent it to uh, Sony because that was who's in charge of the publishing and stuff. So Sony has the, the Toy Soldiers. And he actually, um, for the Grammys this year, it was actually on a on a ballot to possibly be in the best rock performance for wow. 2021. It didn't get picked. No females got picked this year. But it was still cool that I even got a chance that, you know, I'm not known yet, but it did get more people listening to me, which was really cool. Yeah. But you know, I'd like what? to There's... I'd like to play a little bit of Toy Soldiers real quick, yeah. but I want to mention something along the lines of that Grammy. Give me just a second here. Let's play this for the listeners and then we'll talk a little more. Here we go. Here's Toy Soldiers. Love your vocals on that one. That is so awesome. I love your vocals and everything I've heard. You're amazing. Look, I'm floating. I think I have a fan. Look, when you have a song that makes you flow like this, my wife says you float a bit too much around here, if you ask me. But anyway, <laughs> and you get those little hairs when you go to the concert or that you hear that song for the first time. Yeah. When you capsule... I call it magic. Like I say, <laughs> that beam of light that separates you from all. You've got it. You have got it. But please carry on. I'll yeah, jump the in. The songwriter of that song absolutely loves loves my version of it. He's oh, like, yes. you've got, you got a, a shout out from Martika. And I got a shout out from Martika two times. The first time um, she actually put five hearts and then... Um, Six months after, well, just recently, I posted again, like really, you know, saying thanks to Martika and Michael for writing such an awesome song and allowing me to be able to do it. And then she actually liked it again. So I'm like, woohoo, I got two. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. So Martika, but- you rock. And I'm so glad you like my version of your song. <laughs> Let me say this about covers, though, Shimmer. Unless you pay homage to that in your voice, that's and you're not saying I'm better than that cover. No. And you put and and when you put homage into that and you release that f- from your own style. Well, the thing is, when I do works, covers, then it works. When I do yeah. covers, I like to make sure that I'm still getting the same essence that the original artist was trying to get across. 
but I'm still able to stick myself in there and make it a shimmer or a Michelle Johnson song. I, I have been told I have a really unique voice. So when you hear me, you know, it's me. Just like when you hear pink, you know, it's pink. Yes. When you hear Sia, you know, it's Sia. Mm-hmm. Right. And exactly right. Basically like-, like my sound is, I have to think where I got my sound from because I had struggled for years and years and years to find the exact sound that I was looking for, that I wanted to portray in all my music. And it didn't come until I listened to, this is like a year and a half ago. I am not religious whatsoever, but I heard you say from Lauren Daigle online. And basically I was like, Oh, I thought it was Adele. So I'm, I'm in love with Adele. I love Adele. Mm Uh, she's one of my faves and I thought it was Adele. And then I looked it up and they're like, it's not Adele. It's some chick named Lauren Daigle. So I looked up Lauren Daigle and and I downloaded her album and I'm like, I fell in love and I like listened to it for three months straight. That's all I listened to was Lauren Daigle. Like I was irritating everybody in my house because I was listening (laughs) to Christian music and it was for like three months of Christian music. And, um, I love Amy Grant, and she had the best <laughs> Christian album in the world. Best of, you, if it's what you believe and you do it, and it's like no matter what it is, if it comes from the heart, I love it. It's all about after, the message. After three months of listening to that album, I was hosting karaoke at the time, and this song pops in my head, and I'm like, oh, my God, I need to get home. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I drive home as fast as I can because I'm really bad. If I don't lay it down right away, I'll forget it. And I didn't, my phone was dead. So I couldn't even record it in my head. I play piano by ear. So I have no idea what I'm playing. So um, when I got to the studio, I just sat down and usually it takes me a while to figure out the note that I have in my head. But literally for that song, I sat down and I played the whole song that I had in my head in 15 minutes on the piano. And then, and then I went in and I sang it and, and we ended up keeping that first take too. From the piano, my, my husband's like, the piano is awesome. I don't want to take it out. He added stuff, but he kept my piano in for you keep me grounded off of the inner me album. So it was totally based off of Lauren Daigle. And I found my true voice singing you keep me grounded in my inner me album and then once i sang that then toy soldiers candle and i just started writing and then i wrote one of the best albums that i've ever wrote for shimmer johnson which was my inner me album that had toy soldiers on it so hey kids time to go for now but don't forget you can always find us on facebook on linkedin and on twitter and you can stop by our youtube channel where we've put playlists together of all of the episodes and the seasons so you can let those roll and have a lot of fun reliving your memories with the original full versions of the songs we also have the website thelimeyandtheyank.com where you can go download mp3s of your favorite songs from amazon We really appreciate you listening to the show. And the most important thing to us is please keep sharing with us your stories, your memories, your favorite songs. Give us feedback. Tell us how we're doing. And please do keep tuning in wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again.